0: Whatever time you're listening, but for us, it is the afternoon. But good afternoon, our amazing We Suck at Everything army. I hope you all had an amazing gaming week. You are joined by your four awesome hosts once again. You have, of course, the commander of the army, Bryce, myself. You also have the queen of the army, Hannah we're also joined by she is that Asian, Heather, and of course the loadout king and goalie master Ben. Um, and I'm so glad to have them back on the show. We've missed them. We love them. Our I prayers have been with them. Um, but we're back and it's a full squad again. She and we're we're really happy for it. Um, how Ben, how's your week been, man?
1: so uh it's it's been a week man um, I'll just say we're we're happy to be back we've had some family stuff going on unfortunately uh we lost Heather's father uh, two weeks ago and um, so we're you know a lot of family time a lot of a lot of family business to take care of um, but we are really happy to be back and chatting with you guys again it's it's nice to kind of get back into um, you know a little a little normal life again too so glad to be here man
0: well, we're glad to have you back and our prayers have been with you. We 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 let our listeners and the gamers know that, you know, some stuff was going on and we asked them to pray and and have have you all in their thoughts. So I'm I'm again really sorry to hear that and again our our thoughts and prayers are with you all. Um Heather, with with that being said, how's your week been? <laughs>
2: um, you know, as good as it can be. Um, it was nice cause I was work. I was working this week and it, um, kind of got my mind off a lot of things, but I've also been able to get some gaming in, which was nice cause last week we didn't do any gaming. <laughs>
1: nope. So it's a good
2: distraction, you know,
1: take your mind off things. Like you
0: Yeah. Said. That's, that's what I was going to ask is hopefully the gaming's been able to keep your mind off of some stuff for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's been, um. Yeah, it's a nice distraction, so to speak. You know what I mean? Just just let you forget about what's going on in life in a good way. So,
0: Well, that's good. Good to hear. We've missed gaming with you all um, a lot. So hopefully here soon we'll be able to kind of get back in the groove. But again, yeah, we absolutely. completely understand. So there's no rush at all. Hannah, how's your week been?
3: Um, it was pretty good. I think... Having you starting to work the late shift has been a little different. Not being able to play with you after work traditionally has been kind of throwing me off. But all in all, it's still good. It's still fun being able to kind of go in more solo games and figuring out what that looks like for me now. So yeah, it was good.
0: Well, that's good to hear. I'm glad that you've been able to kind of still get into gaming. Um, with my late shifts, I know it's been so weird with these new shifts Monday through Thursday, I'm basically out of gaming, at least, um, PC gaming. Now I've done a lot of mobile gaming, which has been awesome. I'll be touching base on a lot of the games that I've been playing. They've been really fun. Um, but I'm glad that you've been able to still been able to play games, whether it's solo or hopping on the war zone. Cause I've been seeing you do that and you look like you're getting better at it. So I love seeing that, um, My week, um, it's actually been pretty eventful. Uh, I was able to get Penguin onto some Rocket League. And, sorry, excuse me. And we've been begging him to get on the Rocket League for a long time. And uh, he's been playing it the past two days. uh, And I was able to play with him on, uh, let's see, Friday and Saturday. And he's just getting so good at the game. And we've also played a lot of game modes that, I didn't even think I would have fun in and I'm having so much fun in these game modes. Um, And it's, What's even more great about these game modes is that it's teaching me how to be a better player in the competitive mode when it's just regular style. Uh, so it's it's been a really fun week for me to be able to play with Penguin, to play with Justice, uh, to watch even our community grow because we've had new people join the Discord. It's just been an all-around fun week for me. I'm also absolutely loving my job um it couldn't get any better i mean i literally get to sit at work uh do a couple things watch streamers play mobile games talk to hannah talk to the discord i i honestly i can't ask for anything better right now so it's been a really fun week for me and i've been loving life right now
1: that's awesome man so glad to hear that
0: um but enough about us um let's get into the announcements um Are you all tired of crashing after work and feeling like you you just can't game? Well, W Energy has the answer for you. It is a jitterless, crash free drink with less sugar per serving than G Fuel. So make sure you all go on to W.com and use code WSAE Army. And that's all caps. Again, that's WSAE Army for a 10% discount on your entire order, and they're even coming out with some new flavors, so make sure you all don't miss out on that. Also, I want to give a huge shout out to just the entire community of the We Suck at Everything Army. You all are just amazing. Um, I get to play games with you all. I get to talk with you all. Um, I get to read your all's reviews on our podcast and see how you all are sharing the podcast, and it's just awesome, and I want to just say thank you. To all of you who have joined the Discord, who are a part of this community, we just want to continue to grow it, and hopefully, we are meeting your all standards. And if we're not, let us know. Let us know how we can do better for you all, because it's just been awesome. It really has been. Also, I want to give another shout out to Penguin. We're actually going to be. Penguin has uh, ranked himself up to a colonel in the Discord Army. Um, Make sure you all check him out on Facebook Gaming. He is an awesome streamer. He has been so much help to just the Army in general. And I truly believe that he deserves the rank up to a colonel and no longer a soldier. So shout out to Penguin for being an awesome person, an awesome streamer. Again, that's Penguin420Gaming on Facebook. Um, Also... Don't forget to share the podcast, the link tree, the Discord, the TikToks from Ben, me, Penguin. Don't forget to share them with your friends because word of mouth is one of the best um, forms of uh, advertising. I truly believe that. So don't forget to share it with them because you may not know if they like it or not. You may think they may not like it, and it turns out they absolutely love it. So share the love. Share Share it. Um, But that's enough about announcements. Um, We're actually going to get into mobile games now. It's an awesome segment. We love it. It's been a while since we've gone into it. Um, And I actually am the only one that has the mobile game this week. Um, And that is Asphalt 9 this is a racing game. You're able to play it on Android, iPhone, and I found out you're actually able to play this on your Facebook. So you could just, if you're logged on to like a PC and you go to gaming and you search Asphalt 9, you can actually play this game on Facebook as well. You don't have to download anything at all. It's... It kind of blew my mind. I thought I was going to watch someone streaming it, and then it turned out I started playing the game. So that was really cool to me. Um, It's been an awesome, very fun game. Uh, The controls are absolutely easy as hell. Uh, It it drives for you, and then you can do the drift and the boost, and you can do some 360 turns, and then you get to choose which kind of path you want to go, whether it be on a jump or a turn, or straight path to the Nitro Boost. It's very interactive, and I love that. And then also, you can get even more competitive with this game, and you can turn that auto... The, basically, what I'm going to call it is auto racing. So you can you can turn that off, and you can either um, tilt your phone to control the steering of your car, or you can hook up your Xbox, PlayStation, um, and um, my... Uh, mf1 controller i'm not sure what the mf1 controller is i didn't look it up um but i also thought that was really cool how you could get even more competitive with this game um i feel like there's hundreds of different play styles to this game uh whether it's a competitive mode, whether it's uh, your career, whether it's trying to get uh, different blueprints for these exotic cars, it just, I feel like it never ends. And I feel like I kind of get lost in it a little bit. Um, but all the different game modes are v- really fun. I like earning the different, um, because you have to get cards to, in order to get the blueprint for a new car. Um, so I like earning that type of stuff. It is not ad heavy at all. I think I get an ad once every shoot, man, maybe 10 minutes, I'd say. Um, but what is cool is that once you finish any race, you get coins. Of course, you use those coins to upgrade your vehicle. Um, but you can double up on those coins by watching an ad and Some of these ads are literally only like five seconds or you just interact with it for like 10 seconds and then wait another three seconds and it's done. I think maybe the longest ad I had was 25 seconds and that was it. And you can double up your coins easily, which is a great thing to upgrade your cars because upgrading cars is a little expensive and it's a little hard just to earn the coin by racing. So I love that aspect that is not ad heavy at all. And even the ads to double up on coins is not heavy at all. Um, But it's an ad free game. Like I said, it's also a free to play game. Uh, All the cars are very customizable. It's just been an all around very fun game. You can play this game with one hand if you need to. Uh, which is just makes it even more awesome to me. So Asphalt nine is the game. It's awesome game. Like I said, you can download it on your iPhone, Android, or you could even play it on your PC on Facebook. So really cool game.
1: I love a good racing game. I don't think I've ever played that one, but Isn't isn't that? I don't know if you said it or not, but isn't that also available for like consoles too?
0: Uh, you know, I didn't, actually even think to look that up to be honest, but I feel like it potentially could be. Um, Hannah, can you look that up for me really quick? Can you look up if... Oh, okay. Can you look up if Asphalt 9 is available on console as well? Because I know it's been out for a while and I actually went through a lot of the reviews before I even downloaded this game because I was like, I a lot of these racing games are kind of dumb Um, and just I feel like I don't have fun with them, but this one has been way different. But if it's available on console, too. It's on Nintendo
1: Switch and Xbox. Dude,
0: that's cool. So you could get it. So if you have Xbox Pass on your PC, you can also play this on your PC as well. Free to play. Dude, that's awesome. And you can sync up the controller. Yeah, dude. Sweet. Yeah, y'all should definitely download this game because I I even
1: definitely going to try it on the Xbox now.
0: I think they might even have like clubs, too, in this game. I can't remember 100%, but I think there is clubs in this game, so you can, like, create your own club. So that would be cool. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, this is, like, dude, I've literally played this game with one hand, and I won the fucking race. I mean, it was in my career, so I don't know if it was bots. Um, that I haven't figured out, is if in the, my career, if it's all bots that you're racing against, or if it's some bots and some real people. I'm not 100% on that. Um, I do 100% know, though, in the more competitive modes, they are real people.
1: Yeah, I'm watching some gameplay footage for the Series X, um, and it's really clean looking. I think I'm definitely going to have to download this.
0: Tonight. Yeah, the, the, I, the, I
1: love a good racing, but I love arcade-style racing like this. I'm, I'm watching the car do, like, these spinning tricks and stuff. Do so you,
0: you know what you should try? You should try to hook up your racing system and see if you can play it with that.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, dude.
0: That would be so nice, man. Dude, that would be yes. awesome. That would be, I 100% might just get the plane ticket just to
1: fucking go out and do that. Oh, my God. That's, if that works with this, that's going to be outstanding. Because, I mean, yeah, man, that's sweet. I'm going to have to give it a go.
0: Yeah, definitely give that a go. Um, Hannah's going to go ahead and teach us, though, about a brand new game. Um, that's going to be coming out in the coming years uh, that many of you may not know about. I actually have never played them, I've only watched the movies before. Um, so, Hannah, can you go ahead and educate us on this game?
3: Yes, I am so excited to talk about today. Um, it's actually my all-time favorite franchise games. I love these. I've Had talked about edu- it many times, but um, on April 5th, Crystal Dynamics gave us a sneak peek at what they've been working on, which is a new Tomb Raider game. Um they are partnering with Unreal Engine 5, who I believe also created like The Witcher 2 and Ark 2 and lots of other games. They actually did the um, Tomb Raider Legend game, which I believe was one of the first ones that got released out on the Xbox. and. Um, It is personally my favorite um, Tomb Raider game, but um, I, being that said, that I loved that one, I'm super excited for them to come back and see what they're going to do with it. Um, I know that they are going a little bit more traditional, I think. I think they're going to be focusing more on uh, doing more puzzle-like styles and things like that. Um, I know that the newer revamped additions have been more of a survivalist. Those survivalist games were more about Laura Croft and her initial beginning and how she kind of became a Tomb Raider and like where that came from. Um, so the idea with this new game, I believe, is that it's going to kind of skip a few years and this is herself um, established. She's going to be have those more witty sentences that the older games had. Um, another thing that they said that they were going to be Involving more is more puzzles, which is a little bit more traditional with the older games, the, the games with, where she had the pointy boobs. Those were actually more about...
0: Polygon boobs?
3: <laughs> the, yes. Those Polygon games, movies. while they did have the action packed and even the action, I usually died many times from it. Um, I did find that there was a lot more puzzles in those original games. And so they're going to kind of be bringing that back. And being more of a true, like, Tomb Raider, I think. So I'm just super excited for it. Um, I am also excited to see what the Unreal Engine 5 does for the game. Um, The Shadow of the Tomb Raider, the more recent video game that they had released, didn't have as positive of a feedback as the first revamped Tomb Raider did. So I'm kind of hoping that this will give them the edge that they need to kind of perfectly tie in the storylines together Um, this was also the same creators that brought us the tomb raider legend which was one of the first games i think that came out on the original xbox Um, it's also my favorite tomb raider out of all the games Um, so with that being said to have them come back in the creation i think is just going to help perfect this whole franchise is my goal and hope um for it. Unfortunately, it is probably going to be another 2 years before the game is finished creating from what I can tell. But I'm just so excited to even hear that they're doing this. I really thought with the second like revamp version that they did, I thought they were going to be done. So I'm excited that they're continuing her story and everything like that and just I'm I can't wait for them to kind of pull it all together and kind of get that final story hopefully.
0: So for, for those of us who don't really know much about Tomb Raider, what, and you say, you say puzzles and stuff like that, um, what type of game is Tomb Raider? Is it a storyline game? Um, is it like a puzzle type game like Elden Ring? Like what is the play style of the game?
3: Um, so it's definitely storyline for sure. Um, it, has tombs that you come across depending on which version you're in um but let's just say for argument's sakes the newer ones because that's probably what people are playing more um yeah you have tombs that you can choose to solve if you'd like they're not mandatory to the storyline but you do complete it you get rewards you get outfits whatever more completionist you know kind of style of a game but I mean there's just so many different temples and there's different types of puzzles in each one so I know in like the first Tomb Raider revamp that they did there's like um, an air tomb and it just involves like a bunch of wind and you have to time things and block it and jump and it's just it's a lot and then there's another one that's more about um, like her abilities to climb and it's it's just kind of depending on I guess which uh, tools that your Laura Croft has unlocked it means that you can do like different tombs so it just kind of depends on what items you've achieved in the storyline and where you're at but definitely a storyline you know solving tombs if you want and then there's bad guys along the way and you can increase the difficulty or decrease it if you're purely looking for storyline or if you enjoy the action pack that they have in those games so there's definitely enemies in your way they have to defeat so i mean i guess it's probably like elden ring but like so much easier in every possible so
0: phase. it's a solo player rpg role-playing game correct
3: i guess so i think so i don't I, it's like it's not you necessarily
1: know, RPG. I mean, I guess it has some RPG aspects, but I mean, there's a little bit of everything. I mean, there's combat, there's exploration, there's um, okay, action yeah, action adventure. Yeah, maybe. And then, you like, you okay, have, like, you already have like a go. character
3: made, so it's not like you get to like make it your own or anything. Gotcha, like gotcha. You just play out her character.
0: I used a little bit of the wrong terminology, <laughs> it's okay, <laughs> but but Ben and Heather helped it along yep. the way. <laughs> well, right on. Um, so you said two years
1: well i I was gonna say that uh, i had a friend stop over today and she found a bunch of games in her closet and dropped them off and one of them is tomb raider oh
3: which one is it like the original like tomb raider it's tomb raider 3 that one was pretty good i liked it i personally didn't care for it as much as like the original one and two tomb raiders if you're gonna go old school like that but it's still a lot of fun i enjoy all the games (laughs)
1: Oh yeah. It's a great series. Definitely. You know, um, yeah, it's been around obviously since PlayStation one and it's just, uh, I mean, it survived for the last 20 plus years because of just how fantastic the gameplay continues to be. Great story. Definitely. Now I just have
0: one more question. Um, I like multiplayer type games. Does this game at all have could potentially have a multiplayer type aspect aspect to it?
3: So, I mean, considering that you play the game to be Laura Croft, I can't imagine there being millions or hundreds of Laura Crofts running around in a map. So there's, each other.
0: well, I'm saying like, uh, so like with, um, like, uh, the game that Ben and Heather talked about, where it was the dual player, um, uh, it what, takes two. It takes two. Uh, is there any other character that they could bring in to make it that dual player?
3: I mean, I guess if they wanted to, there is a character. His name is Jonah in the revamp series that they could potentially do that. But I think because it's such a story forced game, that I can't imagine like two people sitting down and playing this at the same time together. It's I don't know. Gotcha. I don't know how gotcha. to. Describe. I
0: was just I was just thinking, because you were saying, like, puzzles and stuff like that, and I was thinking, well, maybe if, you know, because It Takes Two is a kind of a puzzle game, and maybe if they brought in another character, like, maybe some of that stuff could be, not easier, but maybe more entertaining and stuff like that, so that's why I was just maybe thinking, hey, maybe could it be a dual-player type thing, but right on. Um, All right, well, ben, Ben's got a game that's, phew, it's been out, uh let's see a decade is how many over years, a decade old 10
1: the decade is ten. there you go
0: it's over a decade now. old i'm glad i remember matt uh ben what you got for so us,
1: um you know i love video games for a lot of reasons and one of them especially because of the stress we've been playing you know i've been under with the loss of heather's dad is you know the ability to kind of lose yourself into different things and there's some games that are great when you want to just mash and kill like Warzone, but when I'm stressed, I like something that's a little bit more chill that I can just kind of play through and enjoy. And so that's why I started playing Fallout New Vegas again. Um so Fallout New Vegas rolled out in 2010. Um so PlayStation 3, uh, Xbox 360 and PC um Still still published by Bethesda Bethesda, but also Obsidian and um hailed by many as just one of the greatest um not only the greatest Fallout game ever made, but also one of the greatest RPGs of all time. Um and I completely agreed. For me, it's my favorite um out of all the Fallout games. Um it's just fantastic. It's A follow-up to Fallout 3 uh, takes place four years uh, in the future from Fallout 3, which is like 200 years after the nuclear war that leads up to the Fallout series. Um, As the title suggests, it takes place in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, Your character is your courier, a package delivery person, and the, the premise is that you were robbed and shot and left for dead and the story follows you as you kind of hunt those who robbed you and left you for dead in the desert and um no spoilers here even though you know i know like i said it's been out for 12 years but this game is still so great to play even now and i recommend if you haven't jump into it and that's why i don't want to give any spoilers because like it's just a phenomenal game um it's one of those games that no matter what type of gamer you are, as far as like if you're a hardcore grinder or you like kind of an easygoing experience, um, it has one of the best selectable difficulties um, that I've ever come across where easy is literally it's it's just a really easy mode where the, the, the bosses aren't too hard, you know, you, you find more ammo, you find more bottle caps, which is their form of money. Um, nothing too crazy and you can crank the difficulty all the way up to hardcore where you have to do things like you become dehydrated you have to find water but the water is gross so you have to purify it and you have to find food and then the water or the food is gross so sometimes you have to actually cook and do recipes you have to repair your weapons and you have to sleep and you have to watch out for radiation poisoning and so like it can get really intense if you want to um you know get into something that's just quite a bit more hardcore um me right now you know i like playing it on the easier portions so i don't have to worry about finding food and finding water um so i can just kind of go through and enjoy the story and doing a lot of the exploring because these maps are just massive if you've played uh any of the fallout games you know what i'm talking about they're just huge huge areas um so like i said this is an rpg um <laughs> It's either first person or third person. You can change the camera view. Um, the combat system even gives you options. You can either do real time, which is literally you walk up to somebody and you can hit them with a hammer or melee them or shoot them. But they also have this VATS system, which is where it stops time. Think of like a bullet time where some games have used this, but you can target specific limbs and depending on how good your accuracy is, how good you are with the weapons or um, how good your, your stats are, you're going to have a better chance of shooting them maybe in the head or in the torso or in their arm. And you can like blow off one of their specific limbs, which is a lot of fun. Um, Like an RPG you build up, you have attributes. So you have things like, you know, your typical things like strength and intelligence and health and stamina um, but then you also have like your skill trees where you can learn things like, you know, how good are you with explosive weapons? How good are you at lock picking, How good are you at science? So, you know, that's your thing, like hacking computers. How good are you with different types of guns, big guns or handguns or laser weapons? Um, it has companions, so many companions in the games that you can pick up. And that completely changes your gameplay. I've got this robot companion that I save and he comes with me and I could use him like a workbench along the way. So he can help me like create ammo if I want, which is a lot of fun. Um, there's tons of factions, all these different art, you know, armies and things that you play against. And so you have a reputation. So the more you do sometimes you either help or hurt someone, you get a reputation. Some if you, if they hate you, they'll literally shoot you on site. If they love you, you know, they'll give you all kinds of fun stuff. Um, you're there's a huge crafting aspect i mean from food to clothes and armor to weapons weapon mods i mean it is just such an involved game for the playstation 3 um and if anybody has ever played like fallout 4 for the playstation 4 which is also a massive game it is literally just as big as fallout 4 is Mm -hmm. it's just the graphics aren't as nice because it's a last gen system um But without a doubt, just one of my favorite games of all time. And again, 12 years old. um, But you're missing out if you have not played it. Uh, Like I said, it is considered by many to be one of the greatest RPGs of all time. And I wholeheartedly agree.
3: Now, Ben, I have played Fallout 4 at least five or six times. I've started it out. And I literally cannot get past like. The first few intros, I feel like I don't know what it is about it that I find so hard and difficult about the game. Do you feel like the Las Vegas one is like easier to follow? I guess I just felt like I never knew what I was supposed to be doing or how to survive in the Fallout 4 Um... one.
1: No, I don't think it's any more forgiving than Fallout 4 was. I think, honestly, you know, Heather and I hit that same wall when we started Fallout 4 because it brought in, like, the building aspect. Okay. And do you remember how can you, like, how do you build a fucking wall? It was just, like, it was one of the oh most <laughs> mind-numbingly difficult things. But then, you know, we watched some videos, and once we figured out the basics it kind of, it all clicked. Like, remember when you figured it, you had that, mo- that aha moment where you figured out the difference in the islands and war zone. You're like, oh,
3: yes. Oh yeah.
1: That's how it was for us when we had that moment. Um, <clears throat> I, you know, I've been playing Fallout forever, but you know, there is a little bit of a learning curve um, for sure. But if it's one of those things where like, if you, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> if you have a friend who's played them who can give you give you some tips. Sorry, guys. You're good,
0: buddy. It's okay. Go ahead. Take that, take that cough. We got you. It's all good. Take the cough. Whew.
1: It's all good. <laughs> who can give you some tips. Like I can. You're going to be great. <laughs> it's just a lot of fun to play.
0: Taking the dab too hard, ain't there, buddy. <laughs> Dude, am I am dying. I know. He
3: sounds like us when
2: we're playing Warsaw.
0: I know, I know. It's funny, it's funny. Not So, my question for you my question for you uh, does this have an online mode to it or is it just like the solo player?
1: No, unfortunately, it is solo play. The only Fallout game that went online is Fallout 76 and that's a pile of Hot fucking garbage that everybody hates. So we we don't don't talk talk about about Fallout
2: 76. Nope, it doesn't
1: exist.
0: Uh Uh-oh. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. (laughs) Um, Could this game, if they made another one, have an online aspect to it?
1: I mean, it could. And I think, you know, now, especially that Bethesda is owned by Xbox, and it's such a popular series, they've learned from what happened with Fallout 76 what people wanted is that people wanted the ability to have private servers because you'd spend all this time to build up your camp and your base and people come in and destroy it like Rust. And so people got really pissed off. Uh, but what Bethesda did then, and it was kind of a dick move, is you can buy a private server, but it's $100 a year.
0: Uh, just Just like Rust. I mean, Rust is a little bit yep. cheaper, but just like it rust turned off
1: so many people and also fallout 76 wow, didn't even expensive. have any non-playable characters were no npcs at first it was all robots and everybody hated it they fixed it they basically rebuilt the entire game brought in characters made it more fun but the online aspect is still it's a shit show i'm not paying a hundred dollars just to have a private server but we're hoping next time around they'll yeah, get that figured
2: ridiculous. out
3: Yeah, I tried to play the 76 online, I think, oh gosh, I don't know, it was forever ago. And I I think I got killed within the first few minutes of arriving, and then I turned the game off immediately and deleted it. It was a
1: very (laughs) smart move. But let me tell you, Hannah, if you ever (laughs) want to start up Fallout 4, I'll start up a new file. I'm sure Heather will do the same, and we can chat. In one of our discords, Mm -hmm. and I'll talk you through it. And I think once you get the hang of the first couple of missions and what you're doing, you're absolutely going to love it. Really, truly.
3: Okay. I probably would do that then because I also got the Tiny Tina game after you talked about it on the podcast and like same thing like i definitely want to play that with you guys for sure i've been so excited we to need play to fix it
2: across
1: uh plane. yeah the first one we haven't obviously with the, what's happened we haven't played in the last couple of weeks but the first <clears throat> the first week of it cross-platform was really glitchy so we're hoping by now a few weeks later it's been smoothed out but absolutely what a fun game can't wait to jump into that one with you too well, so it ends
2: up being bigger i think um so Randy Pitchford, who is the, he the CEO. CEO of um, Gearbox, he, um, he's very active on Twitter. And one of the things that he said about the Tiny Tina game was that they expected it to be a success, but they did not expect it to be as like widely sold as it was. So while they were prepared server-wise, they didn't prepare enough. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's there's been a couple complaints um on, on that side and I'll I'll get into a little bit of that in the in the gaming news section for sure. Um but yeah he's been very good though. I've been actually I followed him on Twitter. He's been very good about being active and, and being um answering the community on kind of sure. what's going and on. He's with always the
2: game. been like yeah. that. Yep. Always
0: yeah, so that's a really good aspect that he's got going on for himself. Um, but my game, um, another game that has yet to be released, but the beta version is out. Um, they actually extended the beta version. I'm not sure if it's a good thing or a bad thing. For me, it's kind of a good thing because I get to keep playing it a little bit more. Um, but the original date for it to end was the nineteenth uh, of this of this month but they've now extended it to the 25th of this month so again I'm not sure if it's a good thing I'm not sure if it's a bad thing but a really good thing about them is that they are this is another dev company that is on top of things and is active with the community I'm even part of their discord and they answer us all the time in the discord the mods are great in that discord so hopefully this is a good thing maybe they're just extending it so that the community can keep finding these bugs that are going on with the game and listening to us and fixing them because they are doing weekly if not daily updates on this game and it's still in the beta version so and it's alpha beta um so really great thing about this dev company um but I reviewed it once, and I'm going to review it again, because honestly, I think this game is going to be absolutely amazing. Uh Um, I didn't like playing it solo player. I'm not going to lie. I don't think this would be a game that I recommend you playing solo player. This is a a get-with-a-group type game, uh, because it is 100 times easier when you have just another person. Um, I was playing with somebody... Um, that I got to team up with on the beta, and they were teaching me so much um, about the game in general. They had way, like, at least double the hours I have in the game. Um, And it just made it so much easier. And I'm not saying that just because he knew more about the game, that's what made it easier, because he did make me work for things. Um, He didn't just make it this easy-breezy type thing, like, just follow me, buddy, I'll give you all this stuff. Like, I did have to work for things. Um, This game is going to be absolutely amazing, whether you're playing it uh, dual player with a trio or a quad. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun, man. Um, The AI, I bitched about the AI last time. Now that I know the weaknesses of these AIs, um, and I'll give it away because I can give it away. The way to beat these AI is you jump on top of stuff. You jump on top of a cliff. You jump on top of a rock. They can't jump up things. They can't jump down things. So if you jump off a cliff, take a little fall damage, it's okay. At least the big bad alpha monster that's coming after you with the other 20 AI that are chasing you as well, you can get away from these guys. Also, meleeing these things with a knife is like almost critical damage it's insane it's almost one hit done um so finding out how to beat the ai and the weaknesses of them made looting way better made beating other players way better it just made it an all-around more fun experience for myself um as well so this game also so for those of you who haven't been watching any streamers playing or anything, this is a third-person game. Uh, it's a survival FPS scavenger-type game. You go into an open world um, where you scavenge, just like Escape from Tarkov, and get loot, and then you have to exfil out to a safe place where you um, upgrade with different factions to get different weapons, um, which I'm also going to touch base on here in a second. Um, and then you also upgrade your house, which gives you even extra loot and coin and stuff like that um some of my favorite weapons on this game now is the sniper and the shotgun i pulled out the sniper the first shot i ever took on another player i dealt 112 damage to the head and i knocked him and took him the fuck out and killed him it was amazing it felt amazing I feel like I've been getting my ass kicked by other players in this game. So to be able to just one-shot head the motherfucker that was trying to challenge us just felt so good also the shotguns are very powerful close range it's almost like fortnite i would say where you get to that close range you don't really want to use the smg or your ar you want to pull out the shotgun and start tapping them with the shotgun it's the same with this game The, the shotgun just feels very sturdy very heavy in the hand it's a great feel and it's a great damage dealer Um, so I definitely would recommend when you're, when you're going in, use a sniper, use a shotgun. And if you have to keep, keep the SMG or an AR, um, in your backpack, if you really want to, but me personally, I wouldn't do it because I don't like losing extra loot. I also don't like loading into an open world map where I'm supposed to go loot things, um, with a almost full backpack. I just, I think that's counterintuitive. Um, but the community has absolutely been loving this game, it is, there's already a hundred thousand players playing this game every single day, already, and it's an alpha beta, uh, and it's a closed alpha beta, so that's even more insane to me, that there's already a hundred thousand players playing this fucking game, um, But like I said, this game has been an all-around fun game. We're hoping for the release um, this year, in the holidays is what we're hoping. That's the rumor that's out. That rumor has not changed for the past six months. So that's what the community is kind of hoping for. Um, But the devs aren't giving any wiggle room on when they're actually going to release it. Um, So we'll see. Um, But yeah, that is the Cycle Frontier. Keep your eye out for it. Um, I think you can still even request for a beta code, maybe. Um, if you already have, I, they have already sent all the codes out already. So if you requested one, I guarantee it's in your email. Go check your email from Steam. It will be in your email from Steam. Steam, the, the actual app will not let you know. You have to go into your email to receive that code. Um, but yeah, that's the Cycle Frontier. So.
1: That sounds awesome. Any idea if it's going to be um, anything console or is it just going to be straight up PC?
0: No, this is gonna be all consoles, and it's gonna be free to play. Oh, awesome. It's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be all platforms. It's gonna be cross platform, and like I said, free to play. So that's why, like, I am just this game is I feel like gonna be absolutely awesome um, between just those things right there. Um, and and like you were asking um, when I was talking about it before um, to the comparison of Rust, this game. If you're not playing solo, if you're playing solo, it's it's as unforgiving as Rust. I at least in my opinion. If you're not playing solo, this game is hundred percent more forgiving than Rust. Um people do not challenge you as much if you're not by yourself and you actually put shots on them it's not like rust um where like you put those shots on them you may kill them and then later they come back and absolutely destroy everything kill you take everything it it is 100% more forgiving than that
3: i have a question for you and i'm sorry if you said this already but as far as like the getting the guns and like protection and things like that is that As difficult as Rust 2? Or is that, like, guaranteed, like, easy to get and you'll be okay?
0: No. So, it's guaranteed. So, when you load into the safe place, the the safe hub um, is what I'm going to call it, where the factions are and your crafting uh, station is as well. Because you can craft um, better armor, better... better backpacks. um, And that's really all I've unlocked so far. I think there's a couple other things like grenades and stuff like that. Uh, But no, you're guaranteed to be able to buy an AK, a shotgun, a pistol, a sniper, a sniper scope, all the ammo you need, all all the stims you need, all the health packs you need, uh, all the grenades, frags, smoke grenades you need. um, Where you have to level up And I feel like it's really not that hard. You kind of got to choose which fraction you want to use with the upgraded uh, stuff that they have in their stores. Um, you just go to them, sell some stuff to them, and they give you upgraded armor or upgraded guns in their personal stores. Uh, So you always, though, have access to the basic guns and basic armors and basic stems and health packs and stuff like that. And then you can go craft things at a craft station by collecting loot in the open world. Um, And then you sell, like, gems and stones and stuff to the factions in order to loot up basically to get better upgrades and stuff like that so way more forgiving than rust you're able to get like you're able to start off in the open world fully kitted to fuck people really
1: so you're not
3: running around with just a rock
2: yeah
0: yeah (laughs) no not running around with a rock
3: (laughs) yeah i was gonna say because i just couldn't get over that in rust it's just like There's already people on there with like fortresses and gangs and they have every type of gun. And then we're over here rebuilding our house for the third time and still have (laughs) rocks. Yeah,
0: no. So there, there there's that safe place where you get to upgrade your, your armor and stuff like that. And then you just go into the open world to loot and there's the other players there. There is kind of like a night type aspect. I wouldn't really call it a night aspect. So there's a storm that will come in which actually cancels out the evac for five minutes. And the storm will shoot um, a lightning bolt, essentially, at you. Um, but it's very, very easy to dodge, not hard at all to just get away from it and keep running. The only thing that is difficult is it makes it very, very dark. And I've turned my brightness up all the way to try to run through this, and it's just very hard. I And you have a flashlight, But the flashlight really does nothing, and because there's just so much AI, you basically have to just go hide in, like, a safe place um, until the storm's gone. Um, So that's why I kind of recommend getting out before the storm comes. But if the storm does come, I don't recommend just fucking running around the map, like, trying to steal loot and shit, because chances are you're going to run into, like, 20 AI, and you're going to die, and you're going to lose all your loot, and you're not going to be a happy camper. So just take the five minutes, go sit in a safe place, smoke a bowl, smoke a cigarette, smoke the vape, make a drink, whatever it is that you do. (laughs) Just do that in those five minutes if you're stuck with the storm. Um, But yeah, that's, again, that's the Cycle Frontier. Um, Heather, again, we have another game yet to release we're hitting y'all with the games yet to release cuz we're really excited about the future. Future of gaming is looking really hot. Um but Heather's got a future game uh what you got going on for us? All
2: right, I plan I promise we did not plan this to have all games that are yet to be released. Um so the game that I have for to kind of talk about and highlight is um it's called The Haunted Chocolatier and what it is is it is the second game by an indie developer. Um, His name is Eric Barone, but he goes under the name of Concerned Ape. And for people who don't know, um, his first game that he released was a shockingly huge hit, and it's Stardew Valley. Um, What Stardew Valley is, is a farming game that's based off of the original Harvest Moon on the SNES and what um what Concerned Ape did was he made a game that he loved playing as a kid and he kind of honored the Harvest Moon series by making this game. So the second game he's he's been working on is <clears throat> they've kind of done a little sneak peek into the game. It was announced back in October of last year and there was very little information. And as time has gone by, he's released a few more screenshots and a few more videos. And I just kind of wanted to go over what the game is going to be that we know so far. So um, what we know so far is that it is going to be an action-adventure type game. And I know it said there might possibly be some shooter aspects, but if there are, it's going to be pretty... um, Think like arcade style shooters. So he mainly does pixelated graphics. Um, So his games look a lot like, kind of like 8-bit graphics were back in um, the SNES and NES times. Um, So, you know, if pixelated graphics aren't your thing, I know a lot of people don't like that. You know, it's probably not gonna be a game that you're gonna wanna play. But um, from what I understand, this game is going to be a lot more combat forward. So the first game was obviously farming, and it had a little bit of combat in it. This one's going to be more combat forward. And from what I understand, there is going to be a little bit of resource management because you're running, apparently, this chocolate factory or something. So um, I like chocolate. (laughs) I, I like chocolate as well. And apparently it's haunted. So, you know. That's going to be interesting. Um, as of right now, there is no current release date, which makes me kind of sad. Um, but for those again, for those who don't know of Concerned Ape, um, anything he does is a passion project. So Stardew Valley for him was a passion project. He put ten years into that game, and literally had updates up until last year.
0: <laughs> ten. He put ten yep, years. Yeah. So into the it game. released
2: ten years ago.
0: And- and how many years of and ten yep. years of updates? And
2: like updates. Wow. When I say updates, I mean like huge updates, like DLC size updates, all of which were free. So the game Stardew Valley which was was originally fifteen dollars. Wow. And he has probably add added like half as much content again, if not more, all for free. And so I'm assuming he's probably going to do the same with the haunted chocolate ear. So that being said, you know, he's a great indie developer and I know he's at a larger studio now and more people underneath him because he made a lot of money (laughs) off of Stardew. But, you know, for him, he's already said on his Twitter that I'm not releasing this game until I'm satisfied with it. So I don't know what that time frame is going to look like. I don't know, you know, what's going to happen with that. But of course, I will keep you updated with any and all news that I hear about it. Um, So far, the few screenshots and the few snippets of video gameplay I've seen, it looks really good for me. Um, Like I said, the graphics and the world, it's in the Stardew Valley universe. So it's going to look very similar if you've played Stardew Valley to Stardew Valley, but it's not going to be the same game. He's actually, um, he even said himself, he's not even just copying and pasting He is rewriting new code. He is rewriting new or redrawing artwork. So nothing is being recycled. He is starting from scratch. So even though it might look similar and have similar graphics, none of it is going to be quote unquote borrowed from Stardew Valley. He is absolutely making a brand new game, which is, which is really cool. Um, Personally, in my opinion, I think that indie gaming is going to be um, going forward the way to go with gaming. I mean, I like my AAA titles, don't get me wrong, but um, there's something about the indie developers. You know, they have a passion for what they do, and you see that it's not turned into just a money grab like so many AAA developers have. So I'm super excited about seeing where this game goes forward. Um, and yeah, that's, that's basically it. Um, like I said, not a whole lot of information out there. He likes to keep things pretty close to the um, to the vest until, you know, things are actually in development. But I think it'll be great.
0: Now, do you, in your opinion, do you think uh, we're going to be waiting another 10 years for this game? <laughs> so, do you think it's going to be five years? Work. In your opinion, what he do you think? He didn't actually
2: work 10 years to release the game. So what he did was he released the game and then added 10 years of additional content. Um, oh, so okay. Okay. My guess is so. Based off of what I've seen with his updates on Stardew Valley, I think we're probably going to be late 2023, maybe early 2024. That's my guess. Um, but I can tell you that I'm. I don't know for sure, but it will probably be. It will probably have multiplayer aspect. So. This might sound funny to some people, but Stardew Valley was one of the first farming games that you had multiplayer with. So you played with up to four people. And so with him including that into his first game, I think that he will probably include that into his second game. Um, And if it's anything like the first game, the characters will probably be customizable to make them look however you want them to. Um, There's probably going to be a socialization aspect. you know, kind of like any other simulation game with possible uh, dating or marriage, or, you know, I'm like I said, I'm kind of just speculating here. I don't know for sure. I know the combat's going to be more forward in this game. So I'm just very excited to see what this game's going to bring.
0: Well, that'll be pretty cool if they do a, another multiplayer of that. That'd be interesting. I'd like to try it out, maybe.
3: Now, I did have a question um, What platforms was this going to be on again?
2: I'm going to assume, I don't think he's mentioned um, what platform specifically, but um, Stardew came out on PC first and then it went to Switch Um, and then it went to PlayStation and Xbox and even mobile. So if he sticks to what he's done in the past, I'm pretty sure you will be able to get it on any and all platforms eventually. Um, Again, usually he does PC first and then switch so that makes me happy because i play on switch (laughs) um but
0: so we would get it before you (laughs) you would probably get it
2: before me but i did not but again i don't know if he's gonna do it that way with this game um because before when he had Stardew he was one person do he was one person doing all the work and i know i i believe he has more people in the studio now
0: If it's a pixelated game, I would assume that it's not very, uh, GPU and CPU heavy. So I feel like the, you all could potentially download it on your PC, um, even with just eight gigabytes of RAM and a basic uh, graphics card, I feel like you would be okay if it's a pixelated. Well, I game. played
2: the original game on like this potato laptop. You remember that, Ben? Oh my And God, it goodness. actually ran pretty decently. Like this laptop was a potato. Like it made a lot of noises, <laughs> and it still ran the game um, fairly decently. Um, he welcomes the the really cool thing about this developer is he welcomes the modding community. Um, he, you know, he makes the game his, but he really likes to see what the modding community has to do, um, or does to his game. And they add a whole bunch of stuff to the, um, game that he puts out. So I think that you'll probably see that in this game as well. Like as soon as this game's released, I'm sure the modding community is going to be very eager to get their hands on it and see what they can change. Um, they change anything to aesthetics, to adding things, adding characters, and um, unlike other video gaming companies, he doesn't um, he doesn't discourage that, and he doesn't go after them. <clears throat> Looking at you here, Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's funny. Well, I'm excited to kind of see what's going on with the game. Uh, To be honest, it's got chocolate, so that's what makes me want to kind of play it. (laughs) Only because it's got chocolate. Uh, I'm not a huge pixelated guy, but I do like the retro feel of those type games. And you're saying it's on PC and it could have a multiplayer. I'm a big multiplayer guy, so this could be something I might try out. I get handed to try basically everything I try out, so I'm sure she'll try out too more than likely um but yeah definitely keep us up to date on po- a possible release date because you know with with homie being passion projects and he's saying he doesn't want to release it till he feels it ready you're probably right on that 2023 2024 release um so um but on to our gaming news segment and Um, we've got some pretty good things going on this week uh, that I'm kind of excited about. So Warzone Season 3 is to release April 27th. They have released a trailer already for it on Raven's Twitter, or you can even just Google it, find it on YouTube. Um, In the trailer, we get a release of three new characters that we could potentially run. Um, Whether or not we got to unlock them or buy them, don't know. We never know. But the cool thing that's going to be happening with this season, rumor is, if you watch this clip, at the end of the clip, there is a radio audio signal that comes in that is deadnut identical to Godzilla. Almost deadnut identical. And about two months ago, there were, maybe three months ago, there was a rumor leak um, by someone who studies the code um, of Call of Duty, and he leaked that there would be a potential event of Godzilla and King Kong. Whether or not we're going to get the King Kong, I don't know. There's been no hints to King Kong, but there has been hints in this season three clip to a Godzilla event, and everyone's thinking that this event's going to of course happen in Caldera because there's no way it would happen in Rebirth because we don't even know what's happening with Rebirth now whether they're going to be changing it back to the old map if we're getting a new Rebirth map we don't even know what's going on there and now they've slapped us with another potential rumor of getting a Godzilla event on wait, wait, season 3 not just so
1: Godzilla, Godzilla and King Kong
0: and King Kong, I I don't know. I haven't seen any hints to King Kong. I've only seen the hints to Godzilla. I, I would I think, believe that um, Godzilla. I would believe one big bad monster could come in Warzone, but I feel like if you brought two big bad monsters into Warzone, the game would completely crash and it would be broken for the rest of eternity. I
1: mean, but didn't <laughs> Fortnite do that?
0: Yeah, but Fortnite's actually good at events. They're one of the greatest event makers, I think, in all of Battle Royale. That's one of the reasons why we started playing Fortnite again is because of the no build and the events. And it's fucking amazing, but Warzone is broke as fuck. I mean, you think you think they could throw two big bad monsters at us? No,
2: it's it literally will break the fucking game. I don't doubt that. Just saying. <laughs> We say this, but then we're totally going to
0: play it still. I mean, we're 100% going to play it. I mean, I think just one big bad monster might break the game, but... (laughs) We'll see. Um, There's also rumors about the new Call of Duty coming out this year as well, which would be really cool if that happens, but... Yeah, so there's going to be a new Call of Duty game. Um, It's to finish... It's the, the second... Of the one that came out in 2000, or not the second. It's to finalize the one that came out in 2019 or 2018, and this one, instead of being made by Raven, is going to be made by Sledgehammer, um, which also creates the games.
3: Didn't we just get Vanguard?
0: Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's how this game works. They release a new title every single year um, on the Call of Duty side. And then we might also get the new Warzone 2 after the new release of the Call of Duty. So that would be cool as well. But I don't know. That's a, that's a whole other rumor, blah, blah, blah. Well, we're going to get more information on that to cover that in the gaming news segment. Um, but another news topic, uh, which could save it, possibly. I don't think, maybe, I don't know. I don't like it. Ben di- doesn't like it. I don't think Hannah really liked it either because none of us play it anymore. Uh, but Halo Infinite is. Of course, it's been rumored for a long time since it came out, even before it came out, that they would be getting a battle royale. Now there is a reliable credit source saying that this rumor could actually be true and that Halo Infinite could be getting a huge battle royale mode on the same level as Warzone is what they are claiming. This is my
1: call right here. If the game uh, is reporting so, to the lowest numbers ever and it's right down there with 2042. It's garbage. We don't talk.
0: It's terrible. And I don't know, maybe this could save the game if if it's that good. I don't know. The reliable source, though, is Jez Corden of Windows Central. He was speaking on the Xbox 2 podcast um, as spotted by Pure Xbox. Uh, while on the podcast, Corden indicated that Halo Infinite has a Battle Royale mode in the works that's beginning developed by Certain Affinity, a studio that has worked on the Halo franchise in some capacity since it released multiplayer DLC for Halo 2 all the way back in 2007. I think I remember playing Halo 2 multiplayer and that actually was pretty fun.
1: That was the that was amazing.
0: 100%. That was fun. So if they're the ones that are creating this Battle Royale, ooh. We might have a we might have a game in the books here, honestly, cuz ooh, hey, Hannah, you played that multiplayer, right?
3: Yeah, I played that one. I don't know. I'm I did not enjoy our experience with the Halo Infinite. And it's so sad because I absolutely am a diehard fan of those games, but I just the fighting like gra I don't know if it's the graphics or if it's just the style or I don't know, but it was almost impossible for me to kill anyone when we played it together that one time and have not played it since.
0: <laughs> yeah, it felt very like I don't know, like almost mobile gamey stuck. Almost like stiffness, I would say. Like but again, if if they're the ones creating the, the people who created the multiplayer in two thousand seven, they're the ones creating the battle royale. There could be potential for this, possibly. I mean, we'll see. Obviously. Who knows when it could be released. There's absolutely no information according to this player. Uh wait hold on that's the wrong one. Uh yeah no there's no information saying when this will be released. Corden is not sure exactly how this Halo Infinite Battle Royale is going to work, but said that it's even been in development for over two years. Wow okay. Um, this is as big as Call of Duty Warzone scale Undertaking, Corden said, going as far as to say that the mode is basically like a separate game. This isn't even the first time that we've heard certain Affinity could be working on the Halo Battle Royale. So it will definitely be interesting to see if it comes, to, comes true. Um, if they've rumored, been saying they've been working on it for two years, hmm, I don't know. That'll be interesting to see if they actually drop that. We'll be keeping our eye out for that. Um, but we mentioned it earlier. We are talking a little bit about Tiny Tina's. Um, fans, fans are not... They're happy and they're not happy. They accept that the game's not going to be perfect. Um, but they also recognize things that need some work. Um, and another one of these things that the fans feel like needs some work, I haven't made it to this point yet, so I don't know too much about what's going on, with it, um, but Tiny Tina Wonderlands fans are calling for bounty board changes. Uh, Tiny Tina Wonderlands um, obviously has a lot of strengths with the Chaos Chambers, spells, um, and, and all of that stuff. But again, like we said, we understand it's not going to be a perfect game. Um, so with these bounty boards, uh, currently Tiny Tina Wonderlands players can only use Bright Hoof bounty boards a few times during the campaign as a handful of side missions will appear on these boards for players to pick up. Once these missions are complete, the bounty boards are entirely useless, serving as little more than extra scenery for the game's hub area. That's a little disappointing. Um, According to a Reddit user, Junkin, Adding just a random boss encounters to these boards would instantly make the game better. As players could check for a quick bounty to hunt before going to a chaos chamber. Um, according to this player, these bounties could be named bosses with their own loot with a unique one added for each zone. If if they would, if they had their own loot pools, players could Get excited when a certain boss appears on their boards, as it would give them a chance to get a powerful piece of gear. The player is asked to be sent dungeon hunting and treasure hunting, as they feel like it would be a perfect fit with the game's theme. In the comments, many agreed with the Reddit, Redditor, and Tiny Tina Wonderland player, uh, Denorse, hoping that the boards are placeholders for this type of content. Um, I. Again, I haven't made it to this point, but if if all of this, like, is true, if you, you get this board, you do all those side quests, and then there's just fucking nothing on it, I mean, why not, like, do what this Reddit user has said and add that aspect? I mean, Ben and Heather, y'all have played a little bit more of this game. I'm not sure if you have made I, it to this I point got to yet. just my
1: first bounty board, but they had the same problem in, in Borderlands 3, and they fixed it, so now it's just random... Like sub boss encounters that'll keep popping up that you can go through and get experience and kill them and get loot and stuff. So, I mean, I'm assuming they're going to fix it similar to how they did in in Borderlands Three.
2: So I think Gearbox is pretty good at listening to its finding a balance of listening to its fans and staying. True yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, and I and I'm not talking down about gearbox at all. That was another thing I wanted to say is gearbox is actually listening to all of uh, all of what everyone's saying and helping out with the updates and stuff like that. So, um they're listening. It just seems like the main complaint from players is like performance issues is one and then just content issues is kind of the other thing. It seems to be the two main complaints. And do you all – how are you all – I mean, I know you all have your complaints with the the multiplayer performance. How do you all feel it is content-wise so far? Oh,
1: content-wise? Amazing. Love the story so far. Voice acting is tops. It's like so many of the things that made Borderlands 2 a great game um, and adding in just some a, a lot of fun new ways to play the game with the magic and, and character creation. I, yeah. I think it's great. Yep. Yeah
0: you. So maybe it's more of the end game content that everyone's talking about, possibly. Um because I mean I've we Hannah and I've played it so far, and I'm loving the content already, and then we barely even made it through it, and I feel like it's pretty content heavy. So maybe it's the end game it, that It could talking, be,
1: but again, you know? there's gonna be a bunch of DLC coming because there always is, and that's literally with the version we bought. You get like the next three sets of DLC. So and there's normally five or six. So yeah i you just gotta be a little more patient, I think or these people need to be a little bit more patient.
0: Gotcha, well, there you go. Be more patient <laughs> um, next gaming new topic. this one's a big one. Sony's trying to catch up with Microsoft here. um, Sony has acquired a lot of big studios the past year um but they're gonna be requiring a new one here um, so I'm just gonna read off the article really. Uh, Specifically, it was Jeff Grubb who said that Sony's next acquisition would be among the biggest one yet, and the most widespread notion at the time was that Sony was targeting Hidu Kimoji's own studio, Kimoji Productions, revising these claims. Grubb is now saying that it is definitely not Kimoji Productions after all, but that's... But there's more to it than that. So it's widely known that Hidu Komoji himself denied the acquisition, and Grub is further underlying this by saying that Sony is aiming for something bigger than Kimoji Productions after all. By now Komoji Productions had only launched one major release ever since Komoji went independent, so the studio's portfolio remains rather slim, even though it's actually a major player in the industry. For Grub to claim that Sony has got its sights set higher, the acquisition ought to be substantial indeed. Uh, I know actually what Komoji Productions is. They're a pretty damn big studio. They don't have a lot of big name titles at all, but they are a ginormous fucking studio. And for Sony to just outright say, ha, yeah, you're basically dog shit, Kamoji, and we're going for someone bigger, mm. um, okay, that's a ballsy fucking move right there, my guy. Um, so the idea that Sony might acquire Komoji didn't come out of nowhere. Granted, as members of the community pointed out, that not only did Kimoji himself have numerous successful projects released in cooperation with Sony, but the death, uh, but that Death Stranding itself got published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. I've actually seen gameplay of that one. It looks like an interesting game. I would never play it, though. Uh, first place, this, of course, isn't the case, uh, but it was the best theory anybody could come up with. So... Even still, though, in this article, it's not even saying who they might even be coming after. There's one rumor saying Sony might be gunning for EA, while others claim it could be Ubisoft, uh, Campcom, and Square Enix. I don't know the last three. If they were to take over EA, that would be huge. We could possibly potentially actually get a good Battlefield for fucking once um, and actually good EA games because EA is fucking dog shit. Um, Or Ubisoft. Dude, if they took over Ubisoft, I would be pissed off about that. Ubisoft needs to stay independent. They are a great dev company. I love them. I don't want them under Sony. And I feel like Ben feels the same way here.
1: absolutely. 100%, man. I love Ubisoft as is for sure.
0: Yeah, so, and then they're also saying, though, that Sony invested $200 million in Epic Games less than a week ago. Again, I, Epic just needs to say, Sep, Epic and Ubisoft stay separate, Sony take over EA, and I think we actually might get some good EA titles for once, because EA's dog shit, other than, like, a couple of games. They're just... They're terrible. I don't like them at all. Never liked any fucking game that they came out with, um, at least multiplayer-wise. I guess they got some good sports games out there, but that's about fucking it. Um, but that's enough about gaming news. That's all we got for the week. Lots of good stuff going on. We're excited about the Warzone stuff that's going to be coming up. Also excited to see what could potentially be going on with the Halo Infinite Battle Royale. Uh, we'll be keeping our eyes out for all of that stuff right there. But we're going to get into our last segment of the of the day with the podcast. And that is our tip of the week. And we go over the tip of the week because we want you all to stay in love with gaming. And if you're not in love with gaming, we want you all to fall back in love with gaming. So that's why we go over these tips of the week. Um, Heather, what would be your tip of the week for our gamers?
2: Um, so my tip of the week is... Um trying to think how to word it so don't be afraid to just kind of step away from a game if you're getting frustrated so I don't know if you remember when I told you my favorite game of all time the first time I played it I got stuck on this boss and I completely rage quit and I rage quit for about three months and then I came back to it and I easily beat the boss um, because sometimes when you're stuck in a game and stuck in the same rut you're not seeing different solutions to a particular game. And once you step away and come back with a fresh mind, you're like, oh, well, how did I miss that? But it's because you're getting so worked up and so frustrated. So I just think sometimes it's good to step away and kind of clear your head.
0: I like that. That's a good tip. We kind of went over that a little bit last week about getting frustrated at games and just play a new game or step away from it. So glad that we're doubling up on that and making it known to people that, If you're frustrated at the game, step the fuck away from it. And like Heather said, you can probably beat the game if you just step away from it for a second. So that's a good one. Um, Ben, what would be your tip of the week?
1: Uh, Well, you know me, old school gamer. uh, So don't sleep on the classics. And uh, don't be afraid, even if the graphics haven't kept up as well, uh, to just enjoy the gameplay. You know, like with Fallout New Vegas, Yeah, it's not the prettiest game anymore, especially when you're now on the PS5, so we're going back two console versions to PS3. But still, extremely playable and just one of the greatest games out there. So don't be afraid to just kind of, uh, you know, step back a little bit and enjoy some of the more vintage games. (laughs) Uh, You're going to be pleasantly surprised.
0: Yeah, I mean, the vintage games are what we all grew up on and the reason why we love video gaming now. So that's a great fucking tip. Good job, man. I like it. Um, my tip of the week would be don't be afraid to get your ass kicked. Um, <laughs> so Justice Penguin and I, we were playing competitive trios, um, getting ready for a little tournament, and uh, we lost 11-0. to 0. <laughs> Ouch. um it, it it hurt it stung just a little bit but here's the positive I got to take out of that and why this is my tip of the week is don't be afraid to get your ass kicked is we literally made just a new game out of the game um they they were getting cocky and we knew we were getting our asses kicked and I was like you know what guys like why don't we do this why don't we just play bumper cars with these people and fuck the ball. Don't even go for the ball. Just go for the actual players. Try to blow them up. Let's see who can blow up the most amount of people in, in the rest of the game that we have left. And it was just comical everyone was loving it on penguin stream i was having a blast i could not stop laughing i had tears in my eyes from how hard i was laughing justice himself was laughing his ass off and he is a very very competitive player he's actually a season five tournament winner so he's very competitive with this game and it was just so much fun yeah we got our asses fucking completely handed to us but we had fun with it so don't be afraid to get your ass kicked Make a new game out of it if you have to. Have fun with that game Um, because, I mean, we still played like 12 games after we got our asses kicked and it was still just as much as fun. We completely forgot about that ass kicking. Um, And we won more games. So just don't be afraid to get your ass kicked, right? Uh, Hannah, what would be your tip of the week for our gamers?
3: So I have to say that since I've been playing a lot of games, alone for the most part this week. I've had to find ways to like encourage myself, I guess, to keep playing just cuz I find it difficult sometimes. Um so what I've been doing is setting goals for myself in the game. So particularly with Warzone, it's a lot easier, but um kind of making, I guess in a way a game, but I guess more for me it's a goal is like, "All right, I'm going to use the sniper for this" you know, round, and I'm just going to try to get as many headshots as I possibly can and just keep practicing with that. And then in this next goal for this round, I'm going to try to, I don't know, stay alive and like, up into, like, at least the third round or something. I don't know. But just setting up goals, I feel like, for yourself can help make it easier if you're struggling to find entertainment in the game like I do. I like that. That's a
0: good tip. Good tip. Well, boys and girls, that does it for another amazing episode of the We Suck at Everything podcast. We are so happy that everyone was able to join today. We are even more happy that we are back full squad for you all to give you all the most content that we are able to give you all with all the different games that we got going on. Obviously, here soon, we'll probably get into the same style games or talking about the same games. Unfortunately, we are not billionaires and can afford every single new game that there is out there to game on um, because there are games that cost money to review, unfortunately. Um, But we're doing our best for you all. So we appreciate the patience. We hope you all are enjoying the content. Um, also, if you all feel led to donate to the podcast, we appreciate it so much. You will get a shout out on the next podcast that we record, along with any message that you send, as long as it's not childish or raunchy as hell. Um, childish, even if you want to, sh-
1: I will absolutely read the fucking shit out of that in the podcast. Thank you.
0: you, you <laughs> okay, a- Ben will read it out yeah, loud for you. A
1: raunchy message, and I will fucking read it. In however you way you want me to read it, I'm I'm, I'm for sale. It's fine.
2: I'm I'm for sale. Let's say Do maybe let's say maybe let's say as long as it's not hateful or hurtful. Yeah.
0: There you go. Hateful, hurtful, or racist. That, those are go. good ones.
1: Raunchy, <laughs> so as long, long. I'm, I'm, yeah.
0: Ben Ben will read the raunchy ones. I'll read the clean ones, and Hannah can read the psychotic
1: ones (laughs) (laughs) and Heather can't read.
0: (laughs) But again, if you all feel led to donate to the podcast, thank you so fucking much. We appreciate it. You want to give your shout out to a Twitch, to a stream, whatever it is, we'll do it. We'll read it. Doesn't fucking matter. But, boys and girls, that does it for level seven of the podcast. We're going to be getting another guest star in a couple of weeks onto the show to talk about Elden Ring. Really excited about it because they have put hours and hours and hours into the game. So we're going to get awesome content about the game. Um, but that will be in a couple of weeks. But, again, that does it for level seven. We we'll hope you all have an awesome gaming week in the gaming arena. Have nice a good one, buddy.
2: y'all. Bye. Oh, camper, camper. <laughs>